Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome, Welcome to, to The Gutsy, Gutsy Truth. Truth. Here at The Gutsy Truth, we talk about what every woman needs to know in the modern era. Through expert insights, personal stories, and raw truths, we offer strategies, advice, and a supportive community to live a gutsy life. If you are ready to start your journey of living a gutsy life, you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Today's guest is Jeannie Tim. Jeannie is a registered dental hygienist for Twin Mountain Dentistry in San Angelo, Texas. She earned her degree in dental hygiene at Howard College in Big Spring, Texas, and is a member of the Concho Valley Dental Hygiene Association. Jeannie takes great pride in offering the most thorough yet gentle preventative care available and enjoys educating her patients about daily preventative measures that can be used to decrease the likelihood of future problems. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. Um, I'm personally really excited because um, we get to have my other sister-in-law on here. So Jeannie Tim is a dental hygienist, and I'm sure you all have heard our episodes with Leanne Rushing. Um, So their sisters are my husband's sisters, and they're both doing some really cool stuff in the world and just have some great information to share with us about health and wellness in all aspects. And we have not talked about dental or oral health at all yet. So Jeannie, we are so excited to chat with you today. So welcome to the Gutsy Truth. Yes, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Perfect. Well, I guess just to kick things off, tell us a little bit um, about who you are and what got you into being a dental hygienist. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So my name is Jeannie Tim. Um, I'm a registered dental hygienist. I practice in San Angelo, Texas. Kind of how I became a dental hygienist or I guess the love or want to be a hygienist. Um, I've pretty much as far as back as I can remember, that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, I feel like it stemmed from some when I was a child. Uh, my mom, growing up, we would go get our teeth cleaned at um, Amarillo College. And I always thought, man, this would be a really cool job, you know. So um, just seeing that side of it, I guess, is kind of what stemmed it. And then, um, I've always just kind of stayed with that passion. Um, I did go to school at Howard College in Big Springs. Um, I attained my associates in dental hygiene there in 2007. Um, I had my first job out of school um, working for a dentist full-time um, in San Angelo. Uh, I worked for him for two years, and then I um, was asked by a brand-new office that was opening in San Angelo if I would like to come join their team. And so in 2010, I started with my um, current doctor now um, at Twin Mountain Dentistry. And I've been there for 13 years with Dr. Ochenang. So that's kind of where where I became a dental hygienist and where I'm at now. That's awesome. Yeah. You, I mean, like, that's really cool. I, I mean, my husband's told me the stories too about y'all getting your teeth cleaned at the local college. So I think that's so cool how that really spurred your passion of wanting to like pursue that as a career. And here you are these years later, like doing it. Like you, you said, this is what I want to do and you do it. I don't feel like many people take that path in life. <laughs> Yes, I agree. (laughs) That's so cool. So what for though, I mean, I would hope everyone listening knows what a dental hygienist does, but just in case, or maybe no one knows the full scope of what your job entails. Tell us what dental hygienists do. Um, yeah. So our scope is, um, 
a lot. I mean, it can be. I know a lot of times I think the thought of going to see your dental hygienist is you're going to get your teeth cleaned, you're going to get a few x-rays, and that's kind of the, you know, gist of it. But there's so much more we do while we're there um, from first thing we do is look over your medical history and take your blood pressure. So, I mean, it starts from that side of the health side of it because there's so many links between what could be going on with the medication you're taking to, you know, your health conditions, um, to what's going, what we see going on inside your mouth. So just that link there is huge that I know a lot of people disassociate that between their mouth. And I get questioned all the time, why are you taking my blood pressure? I'm just here to get my teeth clean. But it's just a standard of care that we do and we have to practice. Um, And I can't imagine practicing any other way. Um, You know, we provide examinations um, for your health of your gum tissues, for gingivitis, for uh, periodontal disease. Um, We provide preventative care, um, such as sealants for children, um, fluoride treatments, um, oral hygiene recommendations. Um, You know, everybody's different. And that's, I get questioned a lot. People ask me, well, don't you get tired of doing the same thing every day? But to me, it's not the same thing every day because every person is different. You know, I see all ages. We're a family practice. So I see from one-year-olds to 90-year-olds, you know, so everybody's different and you have to change your thought process for everybody. Um, you know, so those are those are just the top of the line of what we do. Um, you know, I take radiographs. Uh, I help make findings um, to provide for the dentist. Of course, I don't diagnose anything, but um, just gather a bunch of information so that the dentist can better make an informed decision on what may be going on. Um, and then we do clean teeth. We do remove the excuse me, myro, microbiofilm, um, plaque, tartar, um, you know, things like that. That's what everybody has in mind when you're coming to see your dental hygienist. But there's so much more that we do outside of that. Um, it's kind of like a puzzle, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together for each patient to figure out what's going on and get that patient to a healthier state. Yeah, that's really awesome. I know, like, you know, you just think, oh, I'm just going to go get my teeth cleaned. No big deal. You know, put the polish on, bippity boppity boo, I'm out of there. Um, I know, like, in my experience, too, like, my my dentist and dental hygienist helped me, like, with my TMJ issues and even referred me to a physical therapist for that a couple of years ago. And um, so, yeah, like you said, there's so much that's actually connected that people don't realize from your oral health to your whole body health. So what are some of those, like, I am, I guess we can start like from your perspective, those big, those big ones, like they come in and what are your, what do you see that connects their oral health to their whole body health that are like common that you see in your office? Diabetes is huge. Um, and so I feel like the majority of my patients are diabetic or pre-diabetic and there's a big connection between our oral health and diabetes. Um, you know, patients, I always check if a patient is diabetic, I ask them what their A1C is. Um, you know, there's a range that we like to see it in, um, or we need that to be under control before we can even provide a lot of dental care, um, for the patient, because that is going to also affect how well they heal from anything we do for them. And so, um, that's one of the biggest things I think we see, um, you know, overall, Uh, high blood pressure is another big one. Um, you know, 
a lot of patients may come to the dentist and may even come regular to the dentist, but actually don't ever see a physician regularly. And so I may be the only person that even checks their blood pressure regularly. And so um, that's a big one um, we see routinely is uh, blood pressure. And so we're, you know, constantly talking to our patients, you know, well, your blood pressure, well, it's just they, it's white cone syndrome is the main thing they tell me, you know, and that's not always the case. I'm really going to stress to them. They need to go see their physician, you know, or get, get routine with a physician or somebody that can help them outside of that, you know, that part of what I do. Um, but as far as your teeth and the rest of your overall health, um, it plays a huge role in your systemic health. Um, you know, diabetes, what we just talked about, heart attack, strokes, um, pregnancy, um, preterm low birth weight, um, the the stuff that's going on in your mouth, the bacteria that's in your mouth can play a whole role in all of that. Um, if your mouth isn't healthy, then, you know, that's, that's the gateway to the rest of your body. And so if it, whatever's going on in there is going to be what's going on, you know, throughout your rest of your body. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people put two and two together that way. You know, they're just like, oh, my teeth are my teeth, you know, like they're completely disconnected from my body. And like the most they worry about is, do I have cavities or not? Yes, but it's really yes. so exactly. And so, and it, and it's really so fascinating how it's all connected, like your oral, your oral microbiome, you know, like disrupting your gut microbiome and how they yeah. work in tandem. So what, what are, I guess, what are some common misconceptions about that? Or is it just lack of knowledge in general? Um, some of it's, I think, lack of knowledge, um, but then I just think people easily disassociate the mouth from the rest of their body, you know, and that you feel like, well, you know, you, you may be having gut issues, but then I don't, you know, a lot of times they don't realize like, well, what's going on in your mouth? Can, you can have leaky, like leaky gut is, you can have leaky gums because the same bacteria that leaks into your bloodstream in your mouth is going through the rest of your body. Um, there's a lot of studies out there that show that, you know, people that have, um, heart attacks or heart disease, the plaque that's built up in their heart is the same bacteria that's in our mouth. And so, um, you know, there, there's just so many studies linking all of it together. Now the, the information's out there, but I think a lot of it's just a lack of knowledge. Um, and I think also from a physician standpoint, I'm not sure how much it's getting, um, talk to about at the doctor's office, you know, because a lot of times it's easier to put them on a medication for something versus, you know, asking, or they're not asking, have you had your regular dental checkups? Have you seen a dentist? Because that's more and more could be what's going on. So I think that's a, a, a large thing with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't think I've ever been asked at my regular checkup if I see a dentist or not. Yeah. It's so we're sad saying, to think about yeah. that. Yeah, we're actually seeing more and more um, surgeons that people that are going to get um, like hip replacements or any type of joint replacements, they're actually making their patients go get um, dental checkups prior to the surgeries, which is huge because anything they do as far as a joint replacement, if they have an infection or something going on inside their mouth, their joint could possibly fail or not heal as well as, as they want. So um, they're really starting to push getting dental screenings and checkups before any type of surgery. So we're seeing that more and more. 
That's just, that's just crazy. I think it's, all this is just a, such an important reminder that I think society and the medical industry in general has just segmented our health in all these different, you know, you know, different areas. And we forget that yeah. we're one body and like, like the food <clears throat> that we eat that like goes into our mouth first also affects mm. our gut and overall health and all this. So it just, it's just a really good reminder to just to focus on that whole body approach to health and not just focus on one aspect of your body to assume that you're like healthy, right? It's like, Oh, I don't, I don't have cavities. So therefore, you know, my teeth are probably great. And that's not necessarily the case because there could be other, other issues. Right. So for sure, I guess, you know, talk to us about just some general habits that we should have around our oral health. Um, you know, we know about brushing our teeth and flossing, but like, I feel like as a kid growing up, like we were told different things, like, you know, like, it's like, you know, do we, want to brush multiple times a day or is it really just once or twice or like just talk to us about what those habits would be um for sure ideal situation yeah um you know I think a lot like of course we focus at different um sometimes at different age groups um and so you know kids a lot of times think well if you eat too much candy you're gonna get cavities well that's not always the case you know even our regular everyday diet um cannot be well um, for kiddos, I mean, what's the easiest snack for our kiddos is a lot of carbohydrates, you know, crackers and things like that. And that can create um, a more acidic environment in our mouth, which creates cavities. And so then, you know, number one childhood disease is actually tooth decay. And so, um, you know, it's, it's huge in kids to get cavities and usually you outgrow it at a certain stage and then we stop, you know, we don't get as many cavities a lot of times as we get to be older. Um, but you know, the, the main thing with your kid, kids wise is their diet, um, is, is a huge thing. What we're feeding them. Um, to me, it's on us as a parent to brush and floss their teeth because they say until they're the age there, they can write in cursive legibly. They really don't have the you, it's easy to for their parent or for the parents to be like, well, you should have brushed and flossed um, better, but really it's on our kids because, I mean, it's on us as parents for our kids because they don't have the dexterity to brush and fro- floss properly until they can legibly write in cursive, which my boys are just getting to that age and they're 11 and 13. So, I mean, that, of course, they don't want me to brush their teeth now, but that just makes the point that they're a seven and eight year old may not even be brushing properly at that point. So, um, you got to be advocating and doing that for our children. Um, diet's a big thing with the kids, um, brush and floss. We do recommend twice a day with both of those. Um, they also recommend not to brush or floss 30 minutes after a meal, because a big thing is our pH level in our mouth. And after we eat, um, our mouth is still at a very acidic state. And that can actually damage our enamel more so um, if we brush immediately following a meal. So you want to try to let things neutralize before you go into brush or floss. Um, so we're not damaging or harming our enamel surfaces. Um, so when I first heard about this, like I kind of want to talk about this a little bit more because I think this yeah. is really great advice that I didn't know until like a couple of years ago. Um, and it was like, yeah, don't wake up, eat your breakfast and then brush your teeth brush your mm-hmm. teeth first thing and then eat your breakfast. Cause I think people like have it in their mind that they want yes. to have like fresh, 
breath before they go, you know, start their day, go to the office or whatever. But yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah. So the biggest thing is just our, it's a, it's a pH level. That's really what it is in our mouth. And so um, our saliva is a buffer. And so our saliva helps neutralize everything. But when we first have eaten or drinking something, um, our mouth is at a very acidic state. And so that actually, it puts our enamel surface at a weaker state right then. So that's why you don't want to immediately brush or floss right after eating or drinking something. You want to give it at least 30 minutes to neutralize again, and then you can brush or floss. And that's just better practice for our enamel surfaces. And I bet that's especially important if you drink coffee to make sure you're drinking or brushing your teeth. Oh, yes. Yes. Coffee. coffee. (laughs) Yes. There's a, there's some charts out there. You can Google it, but it'll, it actually gives you a pH level of all different types of drinks and stuff. And unfortunately anything but water is going to be somewhat acidic, but coffee is very high in acidity. Yeah. (laughs) And most of us (laughs) start our mornings off by drinking a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. So, um, but Let's see. Tongue scraping is another thing that can really help um, to clean your mouth and lower the bacteria. So the goal always is to lower the amount of bacteria in our mouth, bad bacteria. There's good bacteria and bad bacteria, but we want to try to lower the amount of uh, bad bacteria. And so our tongue can harbor a lot of bacteria. So we always want to tongue scraping um, is huge. Um, You also want to try not don't use a mouthwash with alcohol in it. Um, alcohol has a drying effect on our mouth and can actually, um, sets up a stage for more bacterial growth when our mouth is dry. And so, um, you want to discourage anything with, uh, alcohol in it. Um, that's a big thing. Oil pulling, um, as an adult, oil pulling would be hard for children, but, um, oil pulling with coconut oil, if you could do that once a day, um, for one to three minutes, um, coconut oil has an antibacterial, um, effect. And so that can also help to, um, lower the number of bacteria in our mouth and create a better, healthier environment. So oil pulling is a good thing, um, to do. It's kind of, it's been around a long time. Um, there's just not been a lot out there, um, supporting it, but I think now that it's been around longer, people, more people are doing it. There's more studies out there on it showing that it does have some good effects um, for our oral microbiome. And then, of course, trying to keep up with your six months dental cleanings. Uh, don't skip those. Uh, every six months, want to go in for checkups and getting your teeth cleaned. So those are the, the main awesome. things. Yeah, no, those are really good. So I have a question. What? So I currently I tongue scrape. So I brush my teeth when I wake. Like I wake up, take out my retainer because you know I still wear those. Yeah. Um, take out my retainer, tongue scrape, and then brush. Where would you like? What order? What's your recommended order for all that? Even like with oil pulling. Um, I think you're got you're in the right order. Um, I personally recommend. I tell people oh hang on can you start over again the audio got silly again recommend to brush your tongue too that's okay um no i'm saying i think you're can y'all hear me yes now we can yeah okay yeah i see it going again now Okay. okay um i said i think you're in the right order as far as brushing and um your flossing and tongue scraping I personally recommend to, 
I would tongue scrape first, wash your teeth, and then brush because their brushing is going to go ahead and remove anything that you loosen up inside your mouth. Um, because really brushing, you could use a dry brush and no toothpaste. I, I mean, you could use water and just a dry brush um, and it'd be as effective, if not more effective, because it's actually the mechanical motion that we need and how long we're brushing um, that's going to remove all that sticky plaque and bacteria. Um, the toothpaste just tastes good and it makes our breath fresh and it has some, it does have good things in it, but um, that's not the most important thing behind it. So yes, I would recommend to tongue scrape, floss, and then brush. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, and then where would you oil pull? Um, I mean, oil pulling, it could be done, I would say after all that, because you've already eliminated as much of the bacteria as you can uh, mechanically. And so I think you could oil pull after all that. Okay. Awesome. So then next question about toothpaste. (laughs) So um, what are things that we should avoid in our toothpaste and what things should we look for to have in our toothpaste? Yes. So, um, Unfortunately, most of your over-the-counter toothpastes are going to have your SLS, your sodium lauryl sulfate, which is not the greatest thing um, for us by no means. Um, So, I mean, unfortunately, if you look at any over-the-counter toothpastes, it's in there. Um, There is several um, that you can get that aren't over-the-counter that don't contain that ingredient, more of the natural products, um, that I think are great. I don't, can't think of any just right off the top of my head, name brands, but, um, I think there's some good ones out there. Um, the other thing is a big thing right now is fluoride. Um, you know, currently in my practice, we do fluoride treatments and I think a, a, six month fluoride varnish is, is great for your teeth. I, there's just nothing out there that's better, but on an everyday, um, basis of getting fluoride, um, it may not be the best thing. So there's, is an ingredient called hydroxyapatite that I think is a better option, um, far as something to be in your toothpaste and your mouth rinses, um, because it's going to do the same effect far as building enamel and strengthening your enamel, but it's not harmful um, far as ingesting and so forth. So I think hydroxyapatite is a good ingredient to look for in your toothpaste and mouth rinses um, out there. So, yeah, those are one of the, I think that's the biggest thing out there right now is, you know, the fluoride is the controversy with fluoride. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask about that. Cause I feel like I've heard so many conflicting things about it. And so it's just sometimes there, you know, there it's great to have, so much information available to us online, but then it also is confusing about what to believe and what not to believe. Yeah. What's good. Not. Yeah. I know there's lots of studies out there on hydroxyapatite and I think it's just, it does as well. Well, if not better, and it's probably safer for you than your everyday fluoride. Yeah. So if we're going to our dentist for our six month cleaning and stuff, getting the fluoride treatment isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, but you having it on a daily basis is kind of not necessarily recommended, correct? Yes, that's okay. what I, I mean. That's my my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, you could ask a panel of dentists and hygienists, and you're probably going to get a bunch of different answers, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I I feel safe. I mean, that's how I treat my family. Um, we do our fluoride varnishes every six months at the dentist, and we use hydroxyapatite toothpaste at home. So, um, that's just kind of maybe a personal preference, but I think it studies studies are about there to back it up 
perfect. I know, like that's reassuring for me because I use the hydroxyapatite toothpaste every day. So I'm like, okay, good. Check. We've got this. That's awesome. Hey friends, we want to take a quick minute and talk about some free resources. We understand how challenging it can be to start your journey of eating healthy, eliminating toxins and making simple swaps. So we put together some free gutsy guides to make this transition easier and way more fun. This is something we would have loved to have when we first started our journeys. So we hope you will enjoy these free guides. All you have to do is visit thegutsytruth.com and click on the resource tab at the top of the page to find all of these free guides. Again, super simple. All you have to do is visit thegutsytruth.com and click on the resource tab to find more information. Another thing I know we hear a lot about, and I feel like it's gaining some more traction, is airway and how your dental hygienist in your dentist's office is now helping diagnose airway issues. And I, so talk to us about, I guess, I mean, other than the, the importance of airway of that you need to breathe, but the importance of airway in the development of the mouth, especially for kids and through adulthood. And then how are y'all looking at that and how, how can you help with that? Yeah. Um, well, you have touched on a basis that I am very passionate about, um, especially right now. I'm really digging into it more deep, deeper um, from a standpoint for my own children, um, because we're to that point where we're needing to address braces, and orthodontics and things like that. Um, so myself, I have really started educating myself more on that, um, on the airway and breathing problems. But in my everyday practice, I do check um, each one of my patients, probably five out of 10, I talk to them about um, their airway and possible um, sleep apnea. And so that's a big thing we screen for right now in our office. Um, kids too, we look at all our kids and we talk to patient, or the, the kid patients about it too, or to their parents, um, because I think that's a, just a huge thing nowadays, um, more and more because um, we're seeing more underdeveloped, underdeveloped jaws. Um, almost everybody seems like they need braces nowadays. And a lot of that's due to, over time, um, obviously our diets have changed um, since what they were way back when. And so as diets have changed and we're eating more processed foods, softer food diets, it doesn't allow our jaw to um, grow as it would before. And so we have a lot of underdeveloped jaws um, of patients. And so we see more crowding of the teeth. Um, when we have crowding of teeth, we have less room for our tongue to rest. Where if we don't have room for our tongue to rest in our mouth properly, it's going to fall back on our airway, therefore blocking our airway. Um, a lot of times while we're breathing, which would create, um, obstructive sleep apnea or just, um, events where you may not be breathing well. You may not stop breathing completely, but you're not breathing well while you're sleeping. And so that's a huge thing we're really stressing right now. Um, I think as a dental hygienist, um, that that should be the number one thing or that we're looking for because who else is looking in their mouth? You know, who else is looking in that person's mouth twice a year? You know, their physician's not checking that unless they mention it to them. And so I think we're just the, on forefront, dental hygienists and dentists should be the ones screening for airway problems. And so I think that's really where um, 
dentistry is headed. Um, it's, it's going that way. It's just getting everybody on board to, with the knowledge that you need to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, the airway is a huge thing. Um, kids in particular, um, you know, mouth breathing is a, a big thing. Um, you can see if somebody's mouth breathing and if they're sleeping with their mouth open, that's not, their tongue is not resting in proper position. And so mouth breathing is huge. Um, when we mouth breathe, our mouth is dry, which also throws off um, our oral microbiome um, in our mouth. And so therefore sets us up for more cavities, um, things like that. So it, it's just, it just is crazy how it can all be linked, linked together, um, you know, and you don't even realize it, all of it. So um, a couple things I do ask my patients every time when I, when I see the signs of possible sleep apnea, um, as I talk to patients, you know, how do you, do you snore at night? Um, do you feel well rested when you wake up in the morning? Um, do you wake up like throughout the night? Um, periodically, those are all signs that you may not, you may not be breathing well. And so then I have that discussion with them. I can't diagnose sleep apnea. I can screen for it and I can try to get them to the right physician or right um, provider that can then per produce a sleep study, um, therefore assessing them properly for some, some kind of sleep disorder. So, and there's just so much more to, I feel like involved with, um, I mean, obviously everything, like what you just touched on, but then it just like, it's like a domino, a trickle effect. Right. So like, if you're not sleeping well, then you're tired all the time. Your body's in a more stressed state, more inflammation, more issues for chronic illness down the road. And so, yeah, it's just this trickle effect that I feel like can really, like you said, dental hygienists and dentists are really the only people looking in someone's mouth on a consistent basis Yes, and to yes. really to help them um, diagnose that even like snoring, people just like kind of ignore snoring. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, grandpa yes. just snores or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like they I get a lot of times people are like, Oh, I snore when I'm really tired. Well, yeah. most likely that's probably not the case. You know what I mean? It, it's probably happening more often than they realize. Another huge thing I see is enamel erosion. Um, and so there's difference between, we also look at like grinding and clenching grinding and clenching can all be going back to your sleep and so um and breathing if you're not breathing well at night the body's way of opening up our airway is grinding and clenching our teeth well we see those effects dentally inside the mouth people's teeth look really worn down something out of normal function that's just more um, you have to take into their age consideration too so if i see a 17 year old patient that has severe wear that, you know, versus a 90 year old patient that has wear, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so somebody that's 17 shouldn't have wear like a, a 90 year old because something else is going on. And so that's just, like I explained earlier, it's just, it's a, to me, it's a big old puzzle. And so as I'm cleaning somebody's teeth, I'm gathering all these pieces of the puzzle to inform them of stuff I see, because who else is going to tell them this, you know, who else is looking in their mouth? So yeah, absolutely. And so really y'all are a huge piece to people's health as dental hygienists and dentists, because like you said, some people, that's the only time they're even getting their blood pressure checked, let alone yes. talk, 
talking about other potential bigger health issues. So it's again, back to what Caitlin mentioned earlier, it's like everyone, it's like the medical system over years has like divided everyone into these categories, right? So it's like the dentist should just do teeth and the orthopedic surgeon just does bones. Well, really, like we've been talking about, it's all interconnected. Right. And and it matters for your overall health. So people, this is what we're telling you. Your teeth matter in a lot of ways, not just have a pretty white <laughs> smile, but for your overall right. well-being. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So there's, there's a lot going on in there that, you know, I mean, that people don't realize what it all can be connected to. You know, your bleeding gums can be connected to your out of control diabetes. You know, your bleeding gums can be connected to you know, your pregnancy and it's all, it's all intertwined. It's just getting the connection there to everybody. So, so with more focus, like you're saying how the world has just evolved as far as like jaws are being underdeveloped and stuff. I know there's a lot of, um, um, I don't even know, I guess you call them just devices of various kinds. I've heard once like the Mayo munchie, you know, so it's like for Mm -hmm. kids to help develop their jaw. So what, I mean, what could some people or parents be doing or be aware of? Let me maybe put it that way. Like, like yeah. you said, if your kid's always eating soft food and nothing where they have to kind of chew on it, like how could we help our, our future generations here? So I think, I think the big focus is early intervention, but I think you need to make sure that the underlining cause is fixed far as uh, muscle function, um, you know, versus just straightening teeth because you're going to get some kind of relapse afterwards if the underlining causes and addressed. Um, so I think there's a combination of working with, um, like myofunctional therapists, which are a lot of times are hygienists that are trained in, um, muscle function. And so just re basically retraining muscles, making sure, um, your muscles are strengthened properly in our mouth, um, to help support our, the alignment of our teeth and jaw. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, myofunctional therapist, orthodontist, airway dentist, they all got to work in combination. Um, another big thing I think is um, like the tongue ties or tissue ties. Um, you know, those need to be addressed too because that fascia that's under our tongue actually affects our posture. And so um, I know a lot of times you hear think of tongue ties and tongue releases with babies. And it it is better addressed as a child, like as a baby, but it can still need to be addressed later on in life too. Um, I mean, I've seen adults do it too. Um, if, but if you release a tongue tie, you just have to have the proper therapy following it. Um, so that you basically retrain those muscles, uh, to work again and to get gain proper function with your tongue. Yeah. I mean, it's a complete retraining of muscles. Just like if you, you know, have knee, knee surgery, you've got to retrain yourself how to walk after it's been yes. in a brace for so long. Yeah. It's also fascinating. I, it's just so fascinating because I think so many people don't think of your jaw and your tongue and your face and all that as like muscles, just like you would train any other part of your body. Yes. Um, and then like you mentioned, it's even connected to your posture and everything. And it's just, I mean, I know we could probably deep dive on that at some point, but it's so fascinating to me how it really just is all so intertwined. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really sparked my attention. Um, so I've really dove more into that side of it, um, far as a clinician so that I can better screen on my patients and see, um, you know, 
what more is out there and just trying to educate myself more so that I can better educate a patient. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, thank you for doing that because sometimes I don't feel like not everyone gets someone like you who are who you're wanting to be more educated for the betterment of your patients. Yeah, it's a it's huge. And I mean, it, it's a passion, I feel like. Um, because I mean, I, I can go do my job every day. But you know, there's a difference between doing my job and really caring for my patients, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so what are some other like in general, um, as far as best practices, I know we've covered brushing and flossing. Um, but what are some other best practices as far as helping create a good oral health system for you and a good oral microbiome? Um, let's see. Well, anything food wise? Yeah. One of the big things with your diet, um, minerals, um, vegetable rich diet, low carbs, high fats, um, healthy proteins. So just, just basically a good diet, you know, less processed foods, things like that. Just what, what would make your gut healthy is probably going to actually help your mouth too. Um, and, and overall help your gums too. So, uh, that's the biggest thing for his diet. Um, a big thing right now also in hygiene or in d- the dental world is, um, a dental probiotics. Um, hmm. I don't know a lot about it. Um, but I know there's a big push for it right now. And so it's another thing that I, f- I want to educate myself more on. Um, but I'm starting to see more and more, um, companies come out with, uh, dental probiotics basically to help balance the good bacteria, versus the bad bacteria um, in our mouth. So it's fascinating. I don't think I've heard of that yet. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd love to learn more about that too. I'm going to research. Awesome. Well, this has been such a cool conversation um, about the mouth and teeth. And <laughs> one of the things we haven't talked about on the Gutsy Truth yet. So we're so glad we got to deep dive on this some more because and like we've like I like we've said all throughout this episode, it's it's all connected to your overall health. And so I think this is our reminder to everyone listening, like go see your dentist because it can literally change your life. Yes, we um, could save your life. <laughs> yeah, literally they could save your life. Yeah. So we've got two questions for you as we wrap up that we like to ask all of our guests. They're more fun, not super related to what we've been discussing for the past 40 minutes or so. Um <laughs> But the first one is, what is something gutsy you've done in your life, either recently or in the past, and how did it make you feel? Um, I guess um, something gutsy is, is kind of the way I practice dental hygiene. Um, I feel like I really have to step out of my comfort zone sometimes to talk to patients about things that aren't always easy um, to talk to patients about, um, you know. It, but it's our, it's our job to do that. And so, um, you know, I, I try to practice that way every day when I'm at, you know, in clinical care, um, to, to best treat my patients. Um, so, you know, I, I just have to educate myself, but step out of that comfort zone. And I feel like I, you know, just like y'all say, you gotta be gutsy, but you gotta, you know, step out of, out of your comfort zone sometimes to do that. So, yeah, I think that's a really great reminder is that Gutsy doesn't have to be like a big 
you know, dramatic move (laughs) by any means. It can just be a daily practice of having hard conversations. And if you aren't going to have those hard, hard, hard conversations with your patients, then who is, um, I think that's just a testament to your passion for, for caring for the people that you, um, that you work with and giving them a true, um, like the information they need to be healthier. And so I think that's just a beautiful example of being gutsy. So I love that you shared that. Yes. Thank you. And then the last question is, what do you do that fills your bucket of life and brings you joy? Well, my number one thing of um, joy is being a mom and um, a wife. You know, that's my number one thing every day. I follow my kids around, we run, we go do lots of sports stuff. So that that's uh, definitely my number one joy, um, you know, and passion in life is them. Um, but I do feel very passionate about my job too. So, you know, I, I've taken breaks where I didn't work and, um, then I've gone back to working from part-time to full-time. So I've changed my schedule and I've, I've tried different schedules, but, um, I do have a passion for the clinic side of it. Um, I get to use my clinic brain versus my mom brain. So, um, I do, I do love that. Um, I do learn, love learning and trying to be as knowledgeable as I possibly can. Um, so the, those are things that bring me joy, but also fill my bucket. That's awesome. Yes. And I know your kids are so great. I can't believe how grown they are. <laughs> um, and so it's so fun to see them too. Um, yeah. And we just, we just love that. Like doing your job is your passion too, because I think it shows like you're, you're wanting to be as, as educated as you can to provide the best care for your patients. And that's just so, so commendable. And so we really, um, I think everyone listening like should get a, if you're anywhere near San Angelo, go see Jeannie, but B, <laughs> by, if you're not near San Angelo, go find someone like Jeannie, um, <laughs> because it really makes a difference. It does. I've had great dentists and great dental hygienists, and I've had not so good ones and it really can make or break a lot of your experience. So, um, yeah, we love that you have that passion too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Jeannie, this has been so fun and we really appreciate you coming on today um, to the Gutsy Truth and sharing all your information. Um, And so we will um, share about you and we will tag your your clinic in the show notes. So like I said, if anyone lives near San Angelo, Texas, they can come see y'all and learn some more too. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for being on our episode today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful for you and we hope you found today's episode helpful and insightful. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, we encourage you to share it with them. And we would appreciate it if you would take a quick minute to leave us a review on your podcast streaming platform of choice. And until next time, that's The Gutsy Truth.